Welcome to episode 153 of Telepractice Today with Kim Dutro-Allen and Dr. Todd Houston. Hey, welcome back to another episode. Um, my resource that has been on repeat this week is uh, working on self-advocacy with my students. I have a lot of high schoolers and I see them getting really stressed out this time of year. And I noticed that some of them didn't know that they had things in their IEP that could help them with the things that they're stressed out about. So I have one resource from Teachers Pay Teachers that I've looked at. It's um, I just looked, searched self-advocacy and there's a shop that's actually called speech therapy. So nice and simple to remember. I'm not sure how they got that name before anybody else <laughs> did, but it's just a shop called speech therapy. And they have a kit for self-advocacy for high schoolers that has <laughs> a nice structure to it and how to advocate for yourself. And then lots of examples where the kids can like look at an example and say how they would advocate in that situation. And her structure that is so helpful is thinking about um, stating the problem and then stating what you've done to try and fix it and then asking for what you need them to do. So I've even used it on my own kids. Like when my kid is having a meltdown because I asked her to clean her room, I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So you don't just scream at mom. <laughs> so it works really well. And then the thing that I pair with that, that I kind of just created on my own. I probably should put it on a website, but it's not on the website yet. It's just a Google Doc with a little chart on it where I have my students say what my accommodation is and why I need it and how I can ask for it. And then I have them help me fill that out. So they look at their IEP because a lot of them have never looked at their IEP so they look at their IEP, put those accommodations into words that make sense to them, and then kind of brainstorm when they might need that accommodation. And then uh, talking about how are you going to ask for that? What words are you going to say? Because when you're stressed out, it might be hard to think of what you're going to say to ask someone for this. And, you know, how are you going to send it in an email? Are you going to ask them in person? So just kind of thinking through that. So they have more of that, um, their, that ownership and being able to have them ask for what they need instead of always relying on like a parent or teacher to just know what they need. Right. I, I think that's great. I think we need to do more uh, advocacy work with our students. And I have, you know, some high school students who have single-sided deafness that I'm working with and uh, they've gotten cochlear implants. And of course, having a hearing loss and having this new technology right. that they've just gotten um, and then trying to, you know, advocate for, you know, assistive listening devices or preferential seeing or whatever, or just asking someone to repeat what they've said or a teacher to repeat what they've said. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's not easy for these students sometimes. And, uh, they, and especially in the high school, they want to be cool. They got right. it. They don't need the special help. stuff. They don't want to stand out, but, yep. and then they don't, you know, get what they need. Yep. So. Um, I think it's really critical that we work on these kinds of skills. Yeah, I think so, too. And I have some students that will be hesitant to do it, that they feel like they're cheating or they're getting mm -hmm. like 
special treatment that other kids aren't getting. And mm-hmm. the story that I always tell them is, I am five foot four inches tall. If <laughs> I get a stool to reach something on the top shelf, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is not cheating. Mm-hmm. That is, there. I have a fact. It is a fact about me that I'm short. It is a fact mm-hmm. about you that you have a hard time with language or you have a hard time with listening. That's mm-hmm. And because you have that about you, you need some help. And it's not cheating right. to get that help. So that's the other analogy that I always use for my kids that are kind of like hesitant to use their own accommodations. I agree. And and one of the strategies that we used to, I still recommend for some students with hearing loss and even kids with, you know, language delays and auditory processing issues, things like that, is getting, you know, some pre-teaching in. Um, and the kids fine with that, you know. The parents are great to, you know, they'll they'll want to, you know, go over vocabulary, or whatever. It's mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes, not always, sometimes the teacher who doesn't, you know, who says, "Oh, well, if I give vocabulary lists a week early, then you're, you know, this child is going to be advantaged over the other kids." Right. You know, that's going to be cheating. It's like, well, no, they're language delayed. They need more time <laughs> exactly. to understand the content. So that they can be on the same level with the other students in the classroom. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just taking, you know, educating the educators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not cheating. Yeah. It's that level playing field, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So today we yes. have someone exciting on. Yes, um, I have to give her a shout out because she was our first ever in-person fan. She came and found me mm. at ASHA and said, I've heard you on the podcast. That was a really awesome moment for me. So, um, and now I'm repaying it by being her cheerleader and um, letting everyone know about her resources. So it is Marsha Church and she is at Pediatric Speech Stars. And not only does she have her own private practice, but she's helping other people with branding content to start their their private practices. So we are so excited to have her on today. Hi, it's Todd Houston. I'm a co-host of Telepractice Today with my dear friend, Kim Allen. And I just wanted to take a moment and ask you a favor. You see, we at the 3C Digital Media Network, yes, and I am also the CEO of 3C, as we call it, we need you. We need you to maybe develop a webinar that we could distribute for you. Or maybe it's a course that you have in mind that you'd like to share your knowledge and skills. We would want to do that with you. We can help you distribute, produce, and distribute all of those things. We have blogs that you could do. Maybe you want to start in this whole wild world of online publishing and online media, and you want to start with a blog. We would be very happy to host that blog on our website. So if you have some ideas about blogging or a webinar or maybe a course that you'd like to offer or Maybe you have an idea for a totally new podcast. You may not know this, but we actually produce five podcasts, and it's growing. And so, who knows? 
Maybe you have an idea for a podcast. We would love to talk to you. In fact, I would love to talk to you. I would love to showcase what you're doing, your knowledge and skills, no matter what it might look like. Course, webinar, podcast, blog, doesn't really matter. You can reach out to me at Todd at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com. That's T-O-D-D at the number 3, 3C, C as in cat, digitalmedianetwork.com. And I will be in touch. Thank you for considering this. And we'll talk soon. Hey, Marsha, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about how you got into this field of speech-language pathology. Well, thank you both so much for having me on. Um, actually, it happened all the way back in high school. So we were allowed to observe a lot of different occupations. And the one occupation that I got to see in the flesh is through the screens at the developmental center. So like the glass mirrors, there was an OT there, a PT, and a speech therapist. But I saw the speech therapist on the floor with the kids, I 100% knew that that was for me just by like, I want to play with kids all day. This is my favorite thing to do. It comes very naturally to me. Um, what is that and how? what does that entail? And so I started college in high school. Um, I did a lot of my yeah. prerequisites so that when I applied, I went to Kent State University in Ohio, that <laughs> I um, Akron <laughs> over there, but golden flashes. Um, and so we uh, condensed my graduate, like my whole schooling in four and a half years, because I knew so early on that this is what I wanted to do. And it has been the best choice I've made. Yep. I was, I was the same way. I had five years from graduating from high school to getting my master's. Yes, <laughs> so like, it's, it's good when you go do that fast track. Yes. A hundred percent. And then it always helps when someone tries to like doubt you or say like, no, I'm sorry, you can't get this done because when I graduated, I was 22. And so the majority of people that, you know, I couldn't even drink alcohol when I started or like go to the bar. And so mm -hmm. everyone was like, you know, you can't do it this fast. And that's too fast basically. And I was like, yeah, okay, well watch me, <laughs> watch me. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Don't don't let other people define what you can do, right? A hundred percent. You you write your own story. Yeah. So after you graduated, did you stick with that working with the little kids being on the floor, or where did it take you after that? Well, so obviously everybody um encourages you to in grad school you have to do acute I did acute care setting, I did a sniff, and then I got a job with one of the ginormous contracting companies because they sold me false dreams and said that they would send me <laughs> anywhere. And I was freshly single at 22 years old and I was ready mm -hmm. to explore the country and get out of Ohio because I just wanted a little sunshine. So mm -hmm. I moved to Scottsdale and I worked, I was always school-based. So when I moved to Scottsdale, I also did PRN in a sniff and then I, you know, it's just not for me. And so at least I give it a one whirl. And then I went um, on to stay through the schools. I moved to San Diego. I worked in Los Angeles and to Dallas. And I always worked in the schools, but had a part-time job. So I was working ECI or a private practice um, after school. Nice. That's amazing. The, pay the bills on my own because yep. <laughs> it was a fun ride, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. Something that I'm glad that something I encourage younger therapists too to think about is when you don't, when you're not 
tied down with a family or children to like, just go, just live, just be, mm-hmm. learn what it's like to be independent um, mm-hmm. and just go. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And, and I would say, close your, close your ears, Kim. Um, <laughs> most of my grad students right now, of course they have a boyfriend, you know, or a, a partner and, and, and it's like, I can't leave because of this other person. And it's like, then they all graduate and they all want to stay in Ohio. And then they're all competing for with each other for the jobs. jobs. And then all the, everyone else who's graduating at the same time in Ohio who Mm -hmm. want to stay. And so I, I, even with my own daughter, I said, get out of here. Yeah. Go live independently, (laughs) you know, just be and, and explore. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't meet my husband until I was, we got married when I was 30. And so he was 27, but still we have a six and a three-year-old and we still are already encouraging them, like, don't get married till you're 30. <laughs> like, go This is the part where Todd says, close your ears, because I was 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, it, it's, it's a different culture in Utah. It, it's, it's a little different, but yes. I did, I still did, we got, I just went and did all of those things with my husband, who is yes. still the one who is like the one who's dragging me around as we move places. <laughs> so. Well, that's what, yes, everybody yeah. has their own story, but I'm just saying it is a very smart move to know what it's like to be on your own, because then you're not yeah. so easy to jump onto something just because you're dependent upon them. Like you're, right. you can stand on your own two mm-hmm. feet. So that's what I recommend <laughs> to yeah. whoever is yeah. listening. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. I have a, I have a son living in the basement right now. So I'm hoping he will <laughs> follow I'll suit. Knock, I'll oh, knock on wood. Follow Marsha's <laughs> device. Yes. Spread your wings and fly on out of the dad's uh, basement. <laughs> he will. He and, will. And he um also edits this podcast for us. So sorry, Jordan. And we love him. We love <laughs> him you, very much. And he does a great job. Thank you, Jordan. That is my son's <laughs> name too. So good choice of names there, guys. Uh so how did how did your private practice come about? And how did because uh, you, you had two that me so talk about the names a little bit. Okay. So perfect. So after um, I met my husband, so I traveled the country, I met my husband in Dallas, I was working full time in schools. And then I made the transition over to home health. So I was a manager while I had my own caseload, but I also supervised other SLPs. And I loved it. Management was for Mm -hmm. me. It was um, my leadership role. It fulfilled me. And I knew that that was something that I wanted to do going down the road. However, we hadn't gotten married and we didn't have kids yet. So I knew that I wanted both of those two things to happen. So Mm -hmm. um, we got married and then I had my first son and my husband was in the NFL. So He um, left the Cowboys and we went to Jacksonville. So we uprooted and moved to Jacksonville, Florida. And we were there for a couple months and I was just driving along. And an old coworker that was from San Diego called me and was like, hey, I live in Jacksonville. We're looking for a PRN speech therapist on the private practice at the beach. And I was like, this can't be real life. So sure, I (laughs) went on up into the little beautiful private practice and I worked Mm -hmm. PRN just for a couple of clients for her that fall. And once I realized that private practice was an option, that's really mm-hmm. when like the light bulb went off and I mm-hmm. started following the independent clinician online because that was mm-hmm. like the main resource at the time. And so I followed along her from the time 2017, I started a notes pad on my phone and I was like, well, when I'm done having kids, I'm going to start my own practice because I'm done working for anybody else. Um, and so I, again, we were there for two years and when my husband retired, we moved back to Dallas and then 
I had my daughter two days before the pandemic in 2020. And then mm-hmm. I realized somebody had to get out of the house. So my girlfriend, a year later in March of 2021, she was my old coworker, reached out to me to see if I would evaluate her child. And so I was like, okay, well, this is a little earlier than I wanted to go back to work because I had taken Mm -hmm. a solid three years off. Um, But okay, sure. So let me figure this out. I already have all my notes pad, so I know how to do it. Um, And I guess I'm going to start my private practice right now. And so (laughs) I did. Um, It was scary. And I walked through Mm -hmm. fear. And then I started Pediatric Speech Stars in March of 2021. So we have been open for two years and now we are thriving. Um, So I invested in branding and Mm -hmm. logo development and I did branding photo shoots and a very elevated website from Mm -hmm. the jump. I wasn't going to wait until, you know... Sometimes, you know, they're like, just start it. It's better done than perfect. Okay, well, not everybody has that same mentality. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'd rather Mm -hmm. it be perfect now so that I don't have to deal with it later. And so with that, it it opened a lot of opportunities through Instagram and through my DMs and through this world of Instagram Mm -hmm. of SLPs that I didn't even know existed because I had taken all those years off. And so people started asking me about my branding and photos. And I started to offer some suggestions, but I saw that people weren't so eager to go get at their own branding photo shoot. And I was like, well, I'm going to come up with a solution. So in January, I did a SLP stock photo shoot where I Mm -hmm. increased the diversity of the SLP models to better represent Mm -hmm. those that are underrepresented in our field. And I did my best to show what speech therapy will look like to families because a lot of the times parents are like, we don't know what speech looks like. And so they're a little intimidated. Um, So I did my very best and now it's called Speech Stars Branding Shop. It's going to be on my website on Monday, May 1st. So that's like my full circle. (laughs) That is a whole, so so the branding shop, so it is just images that people can purchase. So how does that work? So I have SLP stock photos they can buy individually or they can buy in sets. And then I have a website kit template that my designer, my website designer and I work together to create an elevated one page website um, Mm -hmm. that includes photos. Because right Mm -hmm. now we're living in the digital age and your, Mm -hmm. your, your website, your Google presence, all of that is your business card. And so I have a lot of girlfriends that are in other avenues such as like aesthetics and they are very (laughs) digital presence ready right so I'm trying to bring a little over from what I what I see into the world of speech therapy um, to attract your ideal clients for women and speech therapists and whoever men too there's some of you guys um, to Mm -hmm. create your own practices and be successful yeah Uh, I like that idea because um, the stock photos it's something that's like I think it is hard for parents and families to picture what it's going to look like. And I think a lot of times they're used to that medical model where I'm going to drop my kid off, you're going to fix him, I'm going to come back and pick him up. And I think having those photos that show that that's not what it looks like is helpful. And then we all have that roadblock of we can't put our own kids on there that we're working with every day because that violates HIPAA or we have to jump through all these hoops to not violate HIPAA. And always be worried mm-hmm. about that. So I love that idea of having just a kit that you can buy and purchase and use. Yes. And then I have a private practice kit that is basically like digital marketing tools um, mm. that includes that shows therapists how to use these elevated photos and everything that you have digitally and print wise. 
Right. And it's like a done for you kit because again, I'm, I'm 38. And so when I came in back into the field, I was so overwhelmed with this technology. I taught myself teletherapy with my child in the other room. I was like, Hey, go take this iPad. You go over there. Mm. I'm going to call you and we're going to play some games and see if I can just <laughs> navigate the tech of this. Like, right. And so it was just all so foreign. Canva was foreign to me. I mean, mm -hmm. everything, a real, like I was just very overwhelmed. So I know that there's a mom out there that wants to start a private practice that is just has so many tabs open in her brain that she's like, I, mm -hmm. I would just rather not. And so this private practice starter kit is hopefully a one-stop shop to take the marketing off of her plate. Yeah. Or if you're like me and you've been asking your husband for three years to build you a website and he keeps telling me, oh, Facebook page is good enough. <laughs> now I don't need to. Keep <laughs> now, Kim, it. I got you. You, got yeah. <laughs> you say, I got this handle, honey. Yep. <laughs> yes. 100%. Do you have do you have a picture of a two year old under the table screaming and yelling and the uh, parent not knowing what to do and the clinician flustered as well? Todd, we're trying to sell this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I just had a, well, I just had a flashback. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was a branding director for 24 people in 90 minutes to get 40 wow. photos. So I don't think these children had a ch an option to whether or not that they were going to listen. They were going to listen. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. yes. <laughs> so do yes. this, do this, look this way. Yes. Yeah. Sit and here. then I, it, it helped that I had toys. And so they were like, well, sure. this is fun. And my mom's here with me because I included all the caregivers in the early intervention photos or the feeding photos. And so if this takes off, I will 100% do another shoot with to be more inclusive because, like you said, HIPAA, you know, is a barrier for us to include the kids that we treat. So mm -hmm. I would do basically like a casting call for clients mm -hmm. that want to be shown and to help increase inclusivity while increasing diversity as well. Yeah, I think that sounds great. That's yeah, it's so such that's a neat idea. It's really uh, innovative. Thank you very much because I needed, we needed a solution. People kept asking me and I'm like, well, go get branding photos, borrow some kids. But there was just no action or follow-up, right? It's a lot easier right. said than done. And it's an event. It is a very big financial investment as well. So this is my way to give back to the field that has always given me everything and every opportunity. And I hope it helps some people. I think that's great. That's great. On top, sorry, on top of that, you're still doing, you, do you still have your private practice that you're running as well? Yes. And so I am a boundary building specialist. So my, I only see kids on Mondays and Wednesdays from 8 to 2.45. So if you cannot fit into my schedule, I, I specialize in birth to five. Um, but I have hired, I have almost three SLPs now that are all moms, but they just want a couple hours right now. And then maybe we'll eventually grow their caseload. So I have a small little team helping me right now because I have an overflow and we have a wait list and mm -hmm. lots of interest now, but it's wonderful. And I treat my ideal clients and I never paid $1 for Google ads because my SEO and my website speaks for itself and my reviews. Mm -hmm. And so when people are calling, they know that what they're going to get, what level of service right. they're going mm -hmm. to get. Um, and so that's why it's tried and true because I've already done this for the whole, it's taken me a year. Last mm -hmm. year is when I launched my website in February. And so mm -hmm. in a year, all of this has happened. So I want that to happen to everybody else. I think that's I great. Yeah. There's room at the table. So I like to support. I mean, I was a cheerleader in high school and played softball, but I like consider myself like an SLP cheerleader now because I just want to support these women um, and try to make things easier. Right. Because you have uh, some coaching services too, right? 
Yes. And that's basically what I offer is the one-on-one. So I have taken a lot of business education courses um, that SLPs offer, but a lot of times it's group coaching or like you don't get Mm -hmm. to talk to like a person one-on-one that's actually doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I have a presentation to a group of moms on Friday and then Mm -hmm. next week I have another preschool screenings. Well, people want someone to talk to like, well, how did the logistics of it in real time? Not like someone Mm -hmm. that's already done it and they kind of forget what it's like to be in the trenches. Um, And so I like to give like, and I'm very direct with my advice. So, but supportive. Must be that Ohio in me. I don't know. Must I'm still be. trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's not Southern charm. I should tell you that much. <laughs> but yeah, so I do offer coaching services. Um, I offer parent coaching calls sometimes when pe- people are out of my zone, like my zip mm-hmm. code where we'll provide because we're mobile. So we go to the homes and the clinics. Then I okay. offer po- parent coaching. And so now that I'm a mother, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Um I've been there. I know it. It's a lot easier to give coaching and home recommendations after you have children of your own. Because back when I was in my 20s, I was like, yeah, you need to do this at home and this at home. I'm like, yeah, right. Nobody has time for that. So I'm a very (laughs) modern, realistic coach. No. That's good. And so what what are some of your go-to materials for telepractice that you've sort of latched on to? Oh my gosh. So I was again, so overwhelmed with teletherapy, but then Mm. I realized sharing my iPad screen was just like a game changer. And I took Mm. uh, Anna D SLP and Kirsten Singers, they have a play-based learning course. And so once I learned what play-based learning or play-based therapy was, it was a Mm -hmm. game changer in teletherapy. So my favorite app on teletherapy is that Hello Kitty Lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a game changer, especially for S blends and you're playing and you're slicing and you're scooping and you're stamping. Oh, um, nice. and, and you have so much control over what their target is. Or like I have another one that's the, he goes to Charlie has a checkup or somebody has a checkup for Ch, And so he's going to the doctor and he's getting checked up on every, in his ear, in his mouth. And so using those speech sound targets within play on teletherapy is my like hands down go-to. Playhouse mm-hmm. Home, the, ch- the like checkup, that one. the Hello Kitty lunchbox. Mm-hmm. She even has a good night one where you can go through the ADL of going to bed. Um, and you have all the control. So the kid is telling you what they should do. Right. And it's so interactive and they think that they're just playing like this is so much fun. We're playing. Um, And then I also my go to is my Osmo. So to like reflect, do you know what an Osmo is? Yeah. Yeah. The little it's like the little mirror slash camera that can come with an iPad. Yeah. Yes. And so I play like actual games in front of the Osmo. So like mm-hmm. all those cause and effects games with like, you know, the monkey and he mm-hmm. pops up and the pop the pig and all of those things. Right. So we're actually like playing a game but mm-hmm. via virtually. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I just had a friend that talked to me this week about making the jump into teletherapy full time. And she was asking me the same thing. Like, should I get rid of all of my toys? Do I keep them? Do I throw them away? And I'm like, you keep them there. If kids can watch, this is always my shtick that if kids can sit and watch unboxing videos on YouTube, they can be entertained by watching me play with a po- toy on my side of the camera. A hundred percent. And I do a lot like with my early intervention, like I'm, you know, I do a lot of like peekaboo. Oh, Miss Marsh is gone. Where'd she go? You know, like yeah. physically, like I feel like I'm kind of a clown sometimes. Um, 
but it's so much fun. And so that's how I can get them to be engaged. Um, but to actually mm-hmm. be flexible with like your motion on the screen while you're yeah. on teletherapy. It's not just like, we must sit here and look like this. Like I just go missing. Where'd I go? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have I have kindergartners that I see at an end of full day of school. And I told them the other day, I was like, if I can see you in the screen, you do not have to sit in your chair. I know you've been in that chair all day long. Like, just stay where I can see you. You can stand up. You can wiggle. It's fine. And that was the only way I was keeping them there. And motion breaks, too. As soon as I see those wiggles, we're like, oh, we're going to get a motion break. (laughs) Yeah, it's time. But yeah, teletherapy in general. So I use for coaching calls like the technology, but then the speech sounds I, I have the most success because I do birth to five. So either I do an early intervention session and the parent is present, or the parent is present. And it's like a four year old preschooler for speech mm-hmm. sound disorders. Right. Yeah, but I've had some, you know, interesting times. Yeah, kids Uh-oh. jumping on yep. tables. and. Yep. The dad was watching and, you know, he had his pajamas on and then they were gone. And I was like, hey, dad, where are you at? <laughs> You're going to need some help in here. <laughs> Seeing yeah, a little tel- too much this time. Yeah. <laughs> Teletherapy is definitely, um, it was way more challenging than I thought it was going to be. I will give yeah. you that. But I listened to your guys' podcast. I remember somebody on your, one of these um, guests that you had on recommended pink cat games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember emailing her like, thank you so much. I just need everything. I'm so overwhelmed. But this is just such a wonderful resource for therapists that are trying to transition into virtual, fully virtual. Um, so thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. It's our, our pleasure. That is I, When I was talking to my friend last night, I was like almost mentally making a list of podcast episodes to send her after. <laughs> and not because we do anything great, but because we've had great people on who give lots mm-hmm. of tips and are really helpful. And so and which is funny, because a lot of times I get frustrated with other creators when you ask them a question, they're like, oh, download this or go to this resource. And they don't just answer the question. <laughs> so I tried to answer her questions and back it up with, by the way, if you want to know more here's our podcast episode on that topic yes like push play because it is worth it 100 thank you you're welcome well marcia i think it is time for our, our most important part of the of the show Ooh, i'm ready for this you're ready for your moment of zen yes let's hear so it we have we have three different lists lists a b and c and these are just 10 questions on each list just okay. to get to know you a little better. All right. So, we're going to do B because I'm the middle child. Ooh. A lot of Bs lately. Okay. Are you ready? Brace I'm yourself. I'm born ready. Okay. Ooh. Um, first question is, would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Extra, extra, extra. Read all about it. Extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> I see you're a little hesitant about that. Uh. Yeah, very hesitant. Ask my husband. Ask the friends. I mean. Yeah, I think I think when you start with, um, I was a cheerleader in high school. The extrovert's kind of going to be the automatic answer. Yeah. Not always, but a lot of times. Yep, a hundred percent. Yep. Um. Oh, next question is: What's the best compliment you've received? That I was as pretty inside as I was on the outside. Oh. And who said that? Yeah, who said was that? It your, was it what, your husband? It might have been my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it still what counts. But 
it counts. counts. That's like, that's like, she used to tell me that all the time. And so like, it it counts that like, it doesn't matter what you look on the outside if you're not pretty on the inside. So like, it's Mm. stuck with me for my whole life. And it's like the best compliment anyone's ever told me. But yeah, yeah, it's my mom, but obviously she loves me. I know. That's a good, (laughs) that's a good fill your cup kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I try to tell my daughter that too. Yeah. Uh, next question is who has been the most influ- influential person in your life and how did he or she impact you? Oh, my mom, she never quit. She is still 68 years old working 12 hour shifts as a registered nurse. So oh, wow. I sit here today working. I have my work ethic from her. I am, I know what my passion is. I know what my purpose is and mm-hmm. I will fulfill it while I am on this earth. So yeah, hundred def- percent my mom. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's a great gift to really understand that passion and, and mm-hmm. to really know it because a lot of people and don't. Then to, yeah. And then to walk in it, because when you're mm-hmm. on the right path and you're walking in your pa- passion, doors open. But when you're mm-hmm. on the wrong path, right. those branches keep falling and the trees and you're walking over them or you're taking detours. And so once you get on the path and it's it's peace, that's what peace is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, takes a while to get there. but. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I grow up. So, uh, <laughs> well, you got time. <laughs> I have less time. Let's just put it that way than I used to. Um, next question is: What do people misunderstand most about you? Um, I think they, um, when they find out what my husband does for a living, they expect me to be like a trophy wife or something along those lines um, or scared of him because he tackled people for their living. And then they meet me and I grew up with four boys from Cleveland and they're like, Oh, well, I'm so sorry. I underestimated you. (laughs) So he, is he still in the, I know he retired from the NFL. He retired. Yes. And so now he works for the communications um, for the Dallas Cowboys. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Um, Next question is what's something surprising that you've learned about yourself? Mm, that I love business. I love it. It is my dad is a business owner. Um, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of my similar characteristics of my dad's roughness because my mom's like really sweet. Um, but so I love being an entrepreneur. I want, mm-hmm. I will want to absorb every type of business education now available to me to be successful and to so then support other women in yeah. business. I like that. And like, because I think that we don't, a lot of times in grad school, we don't think that. We don't think, go Mm -hmm. in thinking, I'm going to be a business owner and I should, you know, take courses because I'm going to be a business owner, which is funny Mm -hmm. because there's lots of other professions that do that. Lots of medical professions, they know that at some point they might want to have a private practice. And Mm -hmm. all we think of is hospitals or schools. Hospitals or schools. Mm -hmm. That's all I can do. And there's so much more out there. Yes, like cutting out this middleman and contracting yourself into schools or, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many more opportunities that in 2007, when I graduated, we didn't even have, there wasn't even a guest speaker about a private practice. Like that wasn't Mm -hmm. even discussed. Mm -hmm. Did you guys have electricity over at Kent State when you, I guess? (laughs) No, we were out there rubbing, you know, May 4th. Okay, just just wondering. Just wondering. Walking through wind tunnels, couldn't feel my face. Just wondering. <laughs> All the things, Akron. Zip. I think that's what they call them. <laughs> the zips, I don't know. That's right. That's right. The zips. Well, I remember. Um, next question is, what's a favorite quote or motto that you have? Or nothing, if you have one. Nothing great is ever achieved, achieved without enthusiasm. 
Oh, very and good. And so my ability to establish relationships with both my clients, my the professionals, my colleagues, and parents of my clients is a strength and it makes everything go round in the circle of my business. The circle of life. Uh, yes. someone, I hear the relationships. <laughs> yeah, right. Duh. But yeah, the relationships are the basis of communication. Mm-hmm. And so that's what sure. we do for a living. So if you have a, a, an ability to establish good relationships with others, um, it makes things very a lot easier. Yeah. I, I like that quote too, to just like looking at therapy every day. Like if I don't mm-hmm. come in this room with some level of like, I am happy to see you, we are going to do something cool today. Yes. Even if you are working with high school students, yes. then I, I think that you can achieve greater things when you yes. have that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And just being genuinely excited mm-hmm. to see whoever you're seeing and yep. to listen to them and hear what they have to say and to honor them as a person, regardless mm-hmm of where they are mm-hmm. being authentic and having the mindset yes 100 um how do you define success that's a great question um i definitely don't think it's a monetary number it's uh, again parallel to like walking in your passion right so like mm-hmm. i define success by being able to serve others while serving myself very nice. I like that. That's Thanks. really cool. Cool. I just like came up with, you know, my zenning. <laughs> it's like um, magician. What's the best advice a mentor ever gave you about work or life? Don't quit. That's like my mom it. again. Hey, shout out mom. But yes, don't quit. Even the going will always be hard. It will always get tough. You'll want to quit. Just don't quit. Yeah. Change direction, but don't quit. Yeah. Yep. Burn the ships, right? Yes. You know 100%. Um, next question is, do you have a hack that you've discovered? So a hack could be yes. something work-related, house-related, children, yes. whatever. Okay. Yes. A hundred percent. Please, private <clears throat> practitioners listening, do not use a PO box. If you are a mobile practice, Google business will block your account. And the Mm. way people are finding you is your Google business profile. So I recommend Mm. a virtual office. It's the, it's what's happening in a, like, it's wonderful. I have a virtual office. I can go, I can file insurance claims. I can Mm -hmm. go get my mail. I can rent out a space if I needed it for the day, but Mm -hmm. it is just a peace of mind and it makes you a more legitimized business in general. So don't use your house address. Don't use a PO box because Mm -hmm. I had to go through all of it of paying to get it unblocked. Just get a virtual address if you're not going to have a clinic. Perfect. I think that's a, a... you know, I've not heard that. So that's good. Yeah. That's and awesome. I've seen them even in my small little town of where I live yes. in Utah. I've yes. seen some that are like work turf, things like that. That is just a, a, a spot mm-hmm. that you can have. Yeah. Yes. They're everywhere now. They're nationwide. Mm-hmm. I use Alliance Virtuals, but Spaces has some. There's just so many out there after the pandemic. It really like mm-hmm. took a turn to make this an option for entrepreneurs. Right. Good. Good point. Okay. Last question. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I am so proud of you. You did it. You did. You served your purpose. You shared. You gave it all. You you touched the lives of all these families and these children. You've helped other SLPs. Like, you've done it. Well, you have done it. 
and then a celebration dance. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, Point yes. me to the wine. Yes. <laughs> Hope so. But yes, it's definitely going to hopefully be tropical there because I'm not Ohio blood anymore. It's too cold for me up there, Todd. Sorry about your luck. Well, see, I grew up in South Carolina. So oh, I know okay. heat and humidity. And for me, oh, okay. I can't go back to that. So okay. I can deal with the cold better than I can deal with the heat and humidity. Because oh, my, my skin is almost transparent, as you can see. <laughs> I people can't tell even me, tell. Well, Kim, people I tell me even... if I get any whiter, I would be transparent. <laughs> so, so I can't deal with the sun. Where okay. you would love the beach and the, the heat and the yes, sun. Yes, yes. I'm done with the snow. And and Kim is out in St. George now, and she's have, down there in lots, the desert. I have lots of heat, no humidity. <laughs> Wait, you're in, where Where are you? St. George. George. It's southern Utah, so very, very, very southern Utah. Like, right by Arizona and Nevada. Oh, I'm two hours away from Vegas. It's it's fun, but very oh. different from where I grew up in very northern Utah, where they still have, like, three feet of snow on the ground <laughs> in some places. So oh, it's crazy. Oh, well, that's awesome. It's dry heat. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Marsha, thank you for joining us on the podcast, and, and best of luck with everything you're doing. And, thank and you ha- so much. And, when this releases, it's going to be launch day. Woo woo! Everybody so go to <laughs> come to yeah, your website, so, right? Yes. Tell them how. Um, my uh, Instagram is pediatric speech stars, and speech stars branding is going to be a tab on my uh, private practice website. So it's my shop tab, which will have all my resources. So if you are looking for any of the above, come on down. I got what you need. Great, awesome. Perfect. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks for having me. Thank you again, Marsha, for joining us on the podcast. And I encourage all of you to go check out what she's doing over at pediatricspeechstars.com or check out Speech Stars Branding. If you're looking for some photos of therapy that you can use on your website or other publications, maybe, I think Marsha can set you up. So thanks again, Marsha, and best of luck to you and everything that you're doing. Very exciting. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on this episode. Please, if you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That helps us to attract new listeners and new subscribers, uh, which is what we are trying to do. And with that, we will be back again next week with another new episode. So be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.